This is Konzenshu, the podcast, episode 380 for the week of May 3rd, 2015. Welcome to Konzenshu, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Konzenshu Super <laughs> <laughs> Upgrade. I'm I lost my place. Uh, we cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. My name is Mike Vegito EX. I have gathered this super group of comrades to talk about Dragon Ball Super. The secret oh. word is. Super. Mary, hi. Hello. How are you? I'm swell. Are you super? I am super de-duper, as a wise dinosaur once said. You are here to chat with us. Heath is also here to chat with us, the Hugio sir himself. That I am. And I am super excited. Oh, one step further. That's right. I had to up it. Wow. We have a new series coming, guys. That what? This is my first time hearing about this. (laughs) No, that's a lie. I'll be back. Is it 1989? (laughs) Yeah. This is basically what we're talking about this episode. We're foregoing news and all the other junk that we normally do here. This is too significant. A toast to To Dragon Ball Super. To Dragon Ball Super? What's in your mug? Even though we know nothing about it yet. Nothing. I internet cheers to that. So what are we going to talk about? Well, I guess we have to talk about what little we do know And then we'll do a little of our very educated guessing and projecting. Man, like I'm speechless. We have a new Dragon Ball series. Here's how this went down. Well, I can tell you how it went down. I got a text from you in the morning (laughs) when I rolled out of bed and I was like, what the shit is this? That is how it went down. So (laughs) the real way that it went down is we wake up and every Japanese news site is this is how it goes in Japan. They all know ahead of time there's an embargo and they are all set to go at the exact same time to announce the news. And that news is since Dragon Ball GT ended, this will be the first new on TV Dragon Ball animated series. Completely not counting Kai. Well, that sure was a thing, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) That is a smart reaction. It was a thing. Here's what we know. It's called Dragon Ball Super. Now, I explained it on a previous guest appearance I was just on. So, Heath, I'm going to pass it over to you. Why is it called Dragon Ball Super? Because it's superly fantastic. All right. Other than that, why is it called Dragon Ball Super and not, for example, Dragon Ball Cho? Well, I don't know why they call it Dragon Ball Super, but Uh, You know what I'm asking you. Come on, man. I know. God, I have to be an ass at some point. So Cho, the kanji character for super, great, whatever, is used quite often in the Dragon Ball series. Almost always, it is never actually pronounced Cho, but it is given the ferigana of Supa. And so, for instance, instead of Cho Saiyajin, it is Supa Saiyajin. And therefore, they did the same thing. They said, hey, let's just use that. They tacked on to the end of Dragon Ball, and boom, you got yourselves a new series. Which is a little bit confusing, because we had a Dragon Ball game called Super Dragon Ball Z. Uh, It was written the same way. We had the same confusion for quite some time, because all we did have was the kanji for the title. Then later on, we did get the Furigana saying Super Dragon Ball Z. So instead of Super Dragon Ball Z, the video game, this is simply Dragon Ball Super, the anime TV series, coming to us in July. Happy birthday, Mike. We are almost there. They made a series for you. They did. I'm so excited. It's May right now. Two months from now. Thereabouts. 
we'll be watching a new Dragon Ball series. This is this is crazy to me. I know that every time I come on the show, I constantly feel like I'm saying it's the year blah blah blah. Two thousand X in the year two thousand X. How right. can we possibly still have news about fill in the blank? I don't think it gets much bigger than this. I thought no. it did with the movies. Yeah, yeah. And how did this come about? Well, and it's weird because you go all the way back to even late 2008 when we first found out about Dragon Ball Kai. That, at the time, was like, oh my God, we're getting a new series. Yeah, even yeah. though it was kind of, hey, we're just redoing Dragon Ball Z. We kind of knew that. But at that point in time, we didn't even know oh, they're just reusing stock footage instead of reanimating it all. And I mean, we were even so excited. We had weeks, if not months, it was definitely weeks of real big excitement. And then even as it was starting, it was such a new and novel take on refreshing a series that it was still exciting for a while. That faded pretty quickly, I think, Mm -hmm. for everyone. Especially for you. Especially for me. Right. And Mary, like you were saying, even with the movies, this is monumental. It's super Super monumental. All right. Let's lay off the super jokes. So monumental. I think it's really hard to put it in perspective even. It's just... Yeah, especially for us as fans. All of us here came into being fans as GT was wrapping up in Japan. So that was still a new mm-hmm. thing. We saw more. We read about uh, the the end of Dragon Ball as a serialized property as the three of us here were becoming fans. So we've had our entire fandom of it being done. And that's not entirely different from people who came in later because it was still done that whole time. So I think we're all kind of on the same page. I think our buddy Joe uh, Tanuki on Twitter said it best. We're all on the same page here, especially with uh, today's internet society. So we don't know if someone will be streaming it, whether that's Funimation or Crunchyroll or even Toei themselves. We'll acknowledge it's the internet. It's 2015. Everyone's going to watch it. Never have we had something like this, even with the new movies and even with the Frieza movie coming to international markets much faster than Battle of Gods did. This truly will be simultaneous, even if it's only airing in Japan. Is that confirmed or are you just saying that? We don't know. That's what I'm saying. Okay, be careful with your words, Mike. Even if it's only airing in Japan, I put the asterisk of Internet 2015. Mm Mm-hmm. We got it. And maybe there will be more to that. Maybe someone will stream it, at least in North America, which will make it even more officially simultaneous. Just regardless, this will be the first time we're all on the same page, starting fresh together as fans, every type of fan. Yeah, globally. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. I'm really excited for that. So let's talk more about what we do know, because it's not a whole lot. We have the title, which we just talked about. We know that it's starting in July. Heath, let's run down a couple of the names that are uh, tied to it here. First one, this is kind of important. The director is Kimitoshi Chioka. Now, who is this person? He is a director. He's done a couple series directing jobs. Um... But people may recognize him from Battle of Gods. He actually was a storyboard director that came on. Uh, He shot... Well, he storyboarded most of the beginning of Battle of Gods. Okay. And he's he's very well known within the industry. He is very detailed with his storyboards as far as action Mm -hmm. is concerned. So he seems to be a perfect fit for this, assuming we will be getting some action. For the people that are really big into animators and the names in the 
actual animation itself industry, I saw a lot of excitement surrounding this name, which in turn gives me excitement because I don't know a whole lot about that side of things. Right. So, so it helps lend credibility to this being hopefully a quality product. Yeah, here's hoping. Uh, I mean, we all are thinking either back to or forward to, depending on whether you've seen the movie or not, the Frieza movie with the descriptions that Julian's been providing to us of um, Jocko and Gohan and Piccolo fighting all these Frieza soldiers in great choreography. Could we get something like that? I mean, on honestly, a TV size budget, probably not to that degree. Uh, and that was Tadayoshi Yamamuro tossing in his input and direction. Could we get something like that? Oh, I don't know. I don't know these names, but I'm so excited. And then Heath, the only other names we have, and these are all producer names, we have Osamu Nozaki from Fuji TV. Obviously, it's going to be on Fuji TV. We have Naoko Sagawa from Yomiko Advertising. And then from Toei, we have Atsushi Kido. It's just production committee members. I don't think we can really extrapolate anything from that, right? Um, You kind of can, just from the fact that all of them, for the most part, haven't really been involved with the series before Dragon Ball Kai. Uh, the only one really is Atsushi Kido, but he was a assistant producer for a short time. It was almost like he started at Toei, and that was the first project they threw him on. And he was only involved with Dragon Ball Z, oh gosh, for like 10 episodes. Oh, wow. And then they pulled him off and moved him on to another project. Okay. So it's kind of interesting because Nozaki and Sagawa have really only been involved with the recent movies and Dragon Ball Kai. Okay. So that's kind of the angle they're coming from. So it's kind of a almost a weird perspective. You know, they all say, oh, we're huge fans. We grew up in that generation. But it's kind of a, well, but you've only been involved with Kai, which isn't exactly the same thing as doing an entire new series from scratch. That's true, but think about someone of that generation coming in as a fan. They probably know what they oh, want definitely. to see yeah. in a new show, right. hopefully. They're coming in with that perspective. And they may have even thought, Kai, oh, this is my dream project, and I'm sure everyone was disenfranchised is the only <laughs> term I can use. Yeah. From that perspective, it is nice to see some, I guess you would say, quote-unquote, familiar faces mm -hmm. stay involved with the new series development. And that they didn't just go out and, yes, we're getting a new series director, but they did the same thing with Kai. Um, mm, right. But we're also getting some, you know, those familiar faces that at least they didn't go out and just pull in completely new people, start all over from scratch. So that's kind of a little bit of a relief. At least for me. Okay, so there's a little bit of a tie there. Yeah. One of two other names that we know, and these are very, very significant names. Masako Nozawa's coming back. Kind of a no-brainer, <laughs> you would expect. Well, I hope not to be a negative Nancy, but I hope this doesn't play out like Sailor Moon Crystal, where they announce mm. the one main voice actor True. for the main character and then recast everybody else. While that, I think the Crystal correlation is important to make, the fact that we just had a new movie with all of the cast yeah. this same oh, year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm not saying, oh my God, I think that's totally going to happen. Right. But it's like, I feel like I've been burned yeah, and yeah, I can't yeah. rule it out, like maybe a 5% chance possibility. That's exactly what I was going to say. I have like a 5% worry about exactly. it. Exactly. And I hope it doesn't turn into more of a worry. Um, But I, I do thank you for making that correlation because it's in the back of all of our heads. But the one thing I think for perspective on that is to consider you know we hadn't had any sailor moon in for so long right, yeah where dragon ball has just been constant since basically yeah. 2002 mm -hmm. they've been doing video games every year yeah re-recording the series new movies you know right so that 
that at least helps it along. We know everybody's available and they're willing. Nozawa's definitely said there, there have been questions um, when Kai came around. They're like, oh, what was it like to get back into the studio? And she kind of had this response of, well, it's not that different because we're here every year doing video games saying all the exact same lines every year so this will at least be more genuinely new material for her and hopefully everyone else to come in and do that would be exciting uh the other really important name a man you may have heard of before akira toriyama is involved here heath it's kind of vague right now so i want to set expectations there but we have a plot coming from him yeah i i just want to say for the record how weird this is and how ironic it actually yeah. is the fact that he's involved i mean you travel back year a couple years ago and he wanted nothing to, he wanted no involvement mm-hmm. um for the most part and i don't say i guess i shouldn't really say no involvement but he would just say well i'll throw a couple ideas what you guys do with it you know have at it whatever but now thank you dragon ball evolution <laughs> he wants to be involved with everything now he is a control freak no i wouldn't say that yeah a little bit it's his, it's his baby <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah it's kind of weird when you go back and you start looking at the timeline of events how everything came about you know dragon ball evolution happened and nobody in hollywood really listened to any of his ideas or critiques they just kind of did whatever they wanted bondi came around and we just recently learned this actually from mm-hmm. Torishima. Toriyama's first editor, that Bondi wanted to actually start a new TV animated series uh, back before Kai started. And Toriyama said, no, I don't want to do it. So Torishima came up with the idea of, well, uh, why don't we just remove filler? And that's how Dragon Ball Kai came about, because Toriyama didn't want to be involved. Right. And they still wanted to do something because... Yeah. And then Bondi went off and did Dragon Ball Heroes. So it was kind of a win-win for both of them. I Well, not so much for Toei, but more for Bondi. And uh, then now all of a sudden we have a new series and Toriyama says, you bet your ass I'm going to be involved with this. So it's it's really odd that all this is coming about because of all these failures that Mm -hmm. have basically happened. And because of all that, something that I think has been top of mind for me with this announcement is who did the courting of Toriyama and what? would that conversation have looked like would it have been copious amounts of presents flowers <laughs> mailed to his home and and bags with like yen signs all them or did someone well, really make a compelling case to say we value you and your contribution to our culture yeah please 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 i think the only person that really i think could convince him to do this besides himself was Torishima. I know. Julian made a really good case for that recently on the podcast as well. And I mean, how much of that is Torishima tooting his own horn? But I think it's fairly mm-hmm. accurate. I mean, he's a rather big wig and Toriyama certainly respects him. And I know we were just talking about this, but it sounds like Torishima kind of dragged Toriyama into Battle of Gods early on and said, hey, here's what's going on. And that was the catalyst yeah. for nope, nope, nope. That was the kick in the butt of what are you doing to my characters? Right. And all the meanwhile, we have Jocko going on in the back of his head, which could have been or could not have been Dragon Ball from the start. And it just ended up tying into the universe. And then he really seemed like he fell in love with his series again. And that's such a wonderful thing. He's having so much fun. Revival of F is Toriyama, whatever he wants to do, just doing it as a movie. And... Mm -hmm. So getting back to Dragon Ball Super here, again, that vagueness, we, we're getting a plot from him, but we don't know what that full 
extent is. Um, can you, with that in mind, yeah. outline for me the difference between Toriyama's involvement between Battle of Gods and Revival of F? Sure. So with Battle of Gods, the way that it started was Toei said, we're going to make a movie. They brought in Yusuke Watanabe, who had done some live action stuff, some other anime things. Um, I don't remember all the stuff he's worked on, but he came in as the scriptwriter. He wrote a script for the movie. Meanwhile, Tadayoshi Yamamuro, longtime animator, animation director, character designer for the franchise, he did character designs. He specifically designed this Beerus as a lizard was going to infect the Saiyans, came up with the Super Saiyan God design with the cape and big muscles. Okay, I think mostly here's what I'm trying to get to okay. the point on. And I Which will get movie there. was Toriyama more involved in simply plot? Right, so let me get there. So... Now we have this draft of a script for the movie and some character designs. And this is where we think Tori Torishima said to Toriyama, here's what's going on. And that's when Toriyama came in and said, no, no, no. He completely redesigned Beerus into the character we have now. He completely redesigned Super Saiyan God. And then beyond that, we know that he went through most, if not all, of the dialogue in the movie and rewrote things. And Heath, we also know that he changed it from... Whose wedding was it to Bulma's birthday party? Was it 18 and good in there? I think I think it was think supposed so. to be their wedding. Yeah. Right. For the most part, for Battle of Gods, um, he almost changed. It's hard to throw a number on it, like 75%. I know. We like don't that. know. I mean, he kept some bits and pieces. You can see it in there. Right. But for the most part, besides even doing the dialogue, I mean, he changed events. He, he added changed in so characters. Much. It, he changed so much that you kind of have to tie it to him. Versus, and here's what happened with Revival of F. From the start, he was announced as the scriptwriter for the movie and the character designer. Okay. And uh, so I guess what I'm trying to get to is... So that was is, heavy involvement. Yeah, uh, uh, what I'm trying to to gleam some insight into is, is a product better when he has simply plot-only involvement? I've kind of consistently on the show said that I really like Toriyama when he has pretty much full reign, but when he does have editorial control over him. Mary, you and I both love the Cell arc, and that was a clear case of actual editor and prior editor <laughs> saying this is dumb, this is dumb. And the way that he was still able to spin new characters into the plot and keep it going, I think showed his brilliance as a writer. And I think that's what I'm getting at, is mm -hmm. that that would be my wish for this series and his level of involvement, yeah. is that he's got that editorial barrier kind of putting its sheen on it while it's still Toriyama. At the same time, I fucking love Jocko. And that's just Toriyama. That's true, but you also... You know, he's got boundaries. Not that this won't have boundaries, but yeah. that, I assume, was a set number of chapters. And, you know, there was a clear end point, maybe. I assume. Yeah, yes but I guess and it's, no. I guess it's the same thing with a TV series, too. Right. See, and that's, I think that's the biggest question, though, is how much did Toriyama actually lay out for Dragon Ball Super? Is it more of a just broad, this is the kind of idea that I had? Or is it truly, you know, revival of F-esque, where he's like... Well, here's just a script. You can follow this if you want. And they literally just took it and used it. Right. We don't so, we don't know if yeah. it's um, like the Jump Super Anime Tour special where it's here's an idea for a story, write a story. And could that be the case here in Dragon Ball Super where it's here are 
some major plot points where I want it to go? Or is it, no, I want it to be this, 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 then this, which leads into this. Mm -hmm. We don't know that yet. Another thing I want to talk about, we don't know how long Dragon Ball Super is going to be. That was going to be my next question. Yeah. No, it starts after the Boo, after Boo is defeated. We'll we'll get to that momentarily. But I want to talk about Dragon Ball Super as this new project the sky's the limit for them because it could be a 13 episode show. It could be a 26 episode show. It could be a 52 episode show, or they could just treat it as if it was a serialized manga and just go until they drive it into the ground. We don't know yet. As long as it's profitable. I want to get your early predictions. Mary, what do you think it could be? I wish I had, again, I'm just tying everything to Sailor Moon Crystal because I have nothing else more recent to compare this scenario to. And let's be clear, you've been hate watching Sailor Moon Crystal. I'm a giant Sailor Moon fan and I'm not liking Crystal. So the point I'm trying to get to is I am also not clear on when Sailor Moon Crystal is ending. I can't tell if they're just going to end it at the end of what equates to the R storyline or if they're going to keep going if it's still profitable. So that being said, it's hard. I was going to use that as a basis of my answer for (laughs) the Dragon Ball thing. Uh Like, oh, well, if it's profitable, maybe it'll just keep going versus... Or take a break and come back to it. And that would be weird for Dragon Ball. I guess the only other... Then again, thing. Kai. Never mind. I was going to make a JoJo analogy, but I guess it doesn't quite equate. Where you, you start the really popular part, then you take a break, then and you come you back take to a break, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know that would be so weird. But there's for like Dragon no Ball, but... precedent for this that I can think of. I mean, other series have gotten new installments later, not based on the manga, but Dragon Ball just transcends pretty much every other property. I mean, except for maybe 30 years from now with a Naruto or a One Piece, if something were to happen then with them. I guess my preference would be for it to actually have a definitive ending. I think so too. Yeah, I want a set story. What about you, Heath? As far as a definitive ending, I think that would be ideal just to have something to shoot for. But you can always keep that in your back pocket. And, you know, Toriyama's really good at deviating and going off somewhere else just to expand things. I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with him doing that. But it also makes me wonder, are they starting out like, okay, we're going to do this for, you know, X number of episodes, like half a year, a year. We're going to see how it does. We're going to merchandise the shit out of this. We're going to see how much money we can make. And if we're doing really good, you know, ratings are up, sales are good. We'll keep going because they're going to get advertising. That's oh, not yeah, even no a doubt. question. So from that standpoint, they'll have the budget that they need to do a show. It's just, will they keep going? Are they really from the onset just saying, we're going to do this for a year and we're done and we're going to go back to movies again or what have you? I'm I'm fine either way. Personally, the quicker it ends, the better because it's less work we have to do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've been talking with a, a couple people lately about the timeline guide for the site. I'm like, yeah, I mean, we got Jake Straft and Heath was coding it, and then they just keep making new things that directly impact that. Yeah, we went all the way up. We included Dragon Ball Online, and we stopped right when Battle of Gods was coming out. And since then, we haven't even touched it because they just keep adding and adding and adding, and it's a total nightmare. Especially, what is it, three conflicting dates for and Revival of And what is canon, too? Yes. So I want to pull it back to you, Mary. You were starting to question it. And that's when is Dragon Ball Super going to take place? This is another bit of uh, vague information for now, or at least not as concrete as 
uh, I think as fans we would like. We know that Dragon Ball Super will take place after Boo has been defeated. As fans, we know that leaves things open a bit because we to already interpretation. To, yes, we already have three stories <laughs> in a time skip before the end of the manga. Jump Super Anime Tour Special, Battle of Gods, Revival of F. So. Will Dragon Ball Super also take place during this 10-year time skip, or are they just saying that to mean after the end of the manga when Goku takes off with Oob? And then that leads into that larger discussion, according to Toei's own reference materials. Dragon Ball GT takes place five years after Goku takes off with Oob, other than Dragon Ball Online, which... We, of course, have to mention because that's a continuation of the manga storyline as well off in the age calendar prior and beyond. Toriyama was involved. We don't actually know the full extent of what he did. The The reference materials that were out there in Korean don't exist anymore to the degree we would like them to, and they were always kind of not clear. So ignoring Dragon Ball Online, this could be the first time that an official production from Toei as a series could start encroaching on the time frame where GT takes place. Could this be their overwriting of GT? And if so, will they ever acknowledge it as such? And I think the answer there would be, why would we do that when we still use GT to sell you shit? Yes, and market it as extras in your video games and DLC and and plot points in your video games. And magazines and so many things, right. So uh, again, all we know is Boo has been defeated. It's a time of peace. They're going to try and maintain this time of peace. Heath, where do you think it will pick up? And then where would you want it to pick up? It's just... It's so hard to really know what they're going to do because, yeah, I completely understand how you don't want to overwrite GT. I mean, it's your product. Lots of fans would love them to. Yes, but uh, Toei isn't in the business of fan service all the time as much as people think they should be. Um, They're in it to make money. Right. I've always said it behooves them to not make any declaration of canonicity or anything like that, because the instant they say you can disregard something, fans will take up that torch and say, we now will not buy anything related to this. There's no harm in them just keeping GT well enough alone. No, there's not. It's just how far can you stretch this story to the point of GT is still in the realm of possibilities? Right. Because if that makes sense. I mean, how powerful can people get if we go off which we haven't talked on this yet but if we go off into this 12 universes thing Mm -hmm. and uh goku gains all this knowledge about everything and you know we learn all sorts of stuff why would all of a sudden in gt no one knows anything about space it's just it it you would start to get to the point of did everybody's mind get wiped and everybody got less powerful like how does it work and i think that is the biggest issue they're going to have now hopefully toriyama being the absolute genius storyteller that he is will come up with some way to get around that or they're going to very casually sidestep it and 
just hope no one puts the pieces together. I would hope that there's someone there think using GT is almost like your perimeter. It's like, do not step beyond this point of what the characters do and do not know. Well, and then I think I think it raises the question too, how much does Toriyama even know about GT? I right? mean, he did those early designs. It was back in uh, 95. Well, here's the thing. I was talking about this with Chris and Scott over on Chris Kerbifer's um, little uh, curb blog thing. And I got a lot of accusations of being like this GT defense squad. I want to make it clear. I'm kind of ambivalent on my feelings toward GT. I have no horse in this race. I really don't care whether GT is validated or not. I like talking about it from this perspective. So I think it's really interesting to discuss, could this happen? Whether or not they overwrite it, at the end of the day, I kind of don't care. But I think it's so fascinating to hear all three of us talking about it and being like, oh man, like we're almost worried. And you know what? It's not even a matter of me being worried about the integrity of GT. For me, it's actually more personal and professional than that. I almost want to hold up the makers of this show. I think it would lend them credibility and attention to detail. To just have it all work. To have it all work. I'm with the same camp as you. I completely agree with Mary. It's like, I don't give a rat's ass about GT. I'm not going to ever watch that shit again. (laughs) Except maybe the first four episodes that are pretty enjoyable. But I would be floored if the staff actually just acknowledged not not acknowledge its existence, but just recognize that it marks the time and space within yeah, yeah. the universe that's been developed. And we can say that the producers of Xenoverse did a great job with that. And people have been saying that to me. Like, yeah, I, I do know. I will acknowledge that. Xenoverse did a great job with that. Xenoverse, however, is not Dragon Ball Super. So then again, will Dragon Ball Super be Mira, Toa, and Demigra? <laughs> Oh my God! Will we get time patrol trunks? Yeah, could, could this you know be what? the story? Okay, let's let's work on that. What okay. if Dragon Ball Super is simply the Xenoverse? online story? Or what Xenoverse? if it's a Xenoverse and online? Yeah. If it is just that, and I use air quotes, just that, I think even that would be super fun. And that could then explain how GT happens, yeah. how the movies happen, how all that stuff happens. Mary, I think you did such a great job describing it there. Just from this professional level, could it all still work? I think we're in a place though and i am conceding this fact revival of f makes it it starts making it very difficult for gt to happen based on things like and i'm not going to give spoilers but we know there are transformations in this movie i mean if you've seen any promotional things for the for revival of f you you have some idea there if you've seen a cover of v jump if you yeah if you've seen and if you've not lived under a complete rock and i'm not going to go any further than that think about the stuff that happens in gt no one does any of that or references any of that and you can i've been saying this for a while myself you can say just as much about that in the final chapters of dragon ball why doesn't anyone mention beerus weiss super saiyan god anything like that and we know the out of universe answer because things were produced so much later Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing with gt but it works much better with the 28th budokai in the manga than it does with gt in that regard especially with revival of f it's making it very difficult for gt to happen and that's ignoring all of the internal inconsistencies within gt like the pure setup of gt starting in age 789 i think it is with goku and Oob and going from there um the gt discussion i think is such a big part here and this could all change tomorrow with a little bit more information about the show. I mean, it could be another case where after, as soon as we finish recording this podcast, we get news that changes 
half of our discussion. But I love that. I love being able to go back to a very specific point in time when we didn't know anything. Heath, do you remember when we were 101% convinced Whis was a Makayoshin? Yes. That didn't happen. I think we almost dedicated an entire podcast episode to it. We were convincing ourselves. Or at least it turned into that. Over and over. So why is that now out of the realm of possibility? It's not, but the way they've written Whis is he's pretty much a good guy. He's hilarious. Unless there's a twist. <laughs> right. That would be amazing. Well, I was I was kind of expecting that in Revival of F, but I guess we're not going there. That's Guys, that's everything we know about Dragon Ball Super. Man, we really managed to stretch this conversation out, out well, as much as we could. I think there's there's even more. Uh, the one thing I'm curious from the two of you okay. is as far as the episodes themselves go. Yeah, I don't know. Just for me, from watching GT and you watch Z, not just because there's no manga, but specifically because of it, there are two different shows as far as. Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball, you can really tell it is a weekly manga serialization that's based on yeah, yeah. how they stretch things out. Whereas in GT, everything is so much more definitive. You know, um, a Shinron shows up, they defeat them in one episode, boom, done. It's not, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? It's drawn out. There's still padding sometimes, but still, there I, is, I, I get what but you mean. It seems, it, it's very definitive where... You can tell somebody went in to write a script for an and episode. they said, okay, yeah, yeah. we have two episodes. We want this character to appear and we want him to, to be to be defeated. And this is how we want it to happen. Write it. And you can totally tell that's what happens. Whereas in Z, it's very different because they're adapting as they go. So I'm curious which take you would like to see more and would it make much of a difference to you? I think they're very similar, but like you said, one is simply we have the ability to end and cliffhang where we want as opposed to the manga where it's we can do as much or as little as we want depending on the backlog. I just want it to be good. I, I want cliffhangers every episode, but I also want each individual episode to feel complete yet incomplete at the same time. I cannot mm -hmm. be made happy. Mary, what about you? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I guess I would want it to capture that feeling of watching a typical good Dragon Ball Z episode where yeah. it feels self-contained, but it's got a cliffhanger that makes you enticed to stay tuned next week. You want to just hit that next button. Yeah. I want it to be a soap opera. Enough yeah. said. Here's a question I have for you. This is something I did talk about with Chris and Scott, and I will link to this episode uh, on Chris's YouTube channel if you want to hear some of the same stuff again. Music. So we... Uh. we probably would have had Kenji Yamamoto were it not for Dragon Ball Kai. Here we are in 2015. Norihito Sumitomo is kind of the de facto composer for Dragon Ball right now. Came in for Battle of Gods, did the Buarko Kai, is wrapping that up, did Revival of F. Are we just expecting him to come back? And then again, my generic second part question, what do you want, Mary? I just want it to match. I don't want the music to be a detriment to the show. I don't want it to take me out of the moment and out of the feel. Yeah. I, like, good music should either enhance the moment or you you barely recognize that it's there at all i don't want it to be grating and for me to be like oh my god this is such a mishmash it hurts yeah um what do i want i i don't know because i have not been following the kai new nothing to see score. here you haven't missed a whole lot all right if you've seen battle of gods you know pretty much half of the score for kai <laughs> okay i mean i've only watched it three times so i don't remember so yeah i don't know what i want Okay, Heath, what about you? You think we'll get Sumitomo? What do you want? I honestly think we will. 
I, I don't think they're going to go outside the box. I think they're going to go with what they're comfortable with. Um, they're going to go with music that they already can use, which raises the other question of how much recycled music will we get? Oh, from Battle of Gods um, and Revival F. Will it be a Kikuchi yes. situation where we get a baseline of new music plus movie music? Mm-hmm. I would love if somebody else kind of took over to kind of make it sound more Dragon Ball, the Dragon Ball that I think a lot of people are used to. But it's also, they've used him for so much that the younger generation that they've brought in is so used to him. That's true. Yeah. Um, so it's you're kind of in between a rock and a hard place of who do you appease? And then the question is, well, do they really care? As far as appeasing people, are they just going to go, well, we pretty much made up our mind. This is who we're going with. Yeah, let's People just, will live with just it. Just the safe, inoffensive thing that's... Mm-hmm. That's easy for them. And honestly, I think it's going to be Sumitomo. I I don't see any reason why they would go get somebody else and start all over. Unless they really said, you know what? This series is so different and we want it to stand out. And more importantly, we don't want it to be associated with Kai. Yeah. Then maybe I could see it happening. That's true. Man, I don't know. You're true on so many levels, Heath. It's just weird because a lot of it, you have to think of it as almost a marketing perspective. Well, it used to be that way. I mean, remember the 20 hit song collections? We don't live in that no, era true. anymore. I mean, they were starting to do that and <laughs> Yamamoto got himself in trouble. What I want is, can we please drag Kikuchi back out and get Kageyama doing an opening theme? That would be great. Yes. Okay, please. Thanks. But then again, this is not Dragon Ball Z. It's Dragon Ball Super. And much like with Kai, where they brought in Tanimoto to do the songs, pop stars later on. Kind of similar to GT in that regard, where we got all the various pop closing themes. I could see them going that route with Super as well. Get a mm-hmm. Dragon Ball, I think we will get a Dragon Ball opening theme, as opposed to, I guess, similar to One Piece, where I feel like those openings are One Piece opening themes, as opposed to some of the other shonen out there. As much as I love Asian Kung Fu Generation, their songs are Asian Kung Fu Generation songs, not necessarily a Naruto song, uh, a Bleach Correct. song. Uh, I think whatever we get for an opening theme for Super will undeniably be a Dragon Ball song, not necessarily with the closing themes. Do you think they will bring Dragon Soul back to do that? Nah. And just keep going that route? Nah. Or is that going to die with Kai? Uh, maybe, die with Kai. Maybe it'll be Tanimoto, but um, yeah, I think it'll be a totally new song. I, I think it will mm-hmm. scream Dragon Ball more than Dragon Soul or Kuzen Zetsugo or, uh, was it, uh, Fight It Out <laughs> did? Fight It Out. Although I kind of like Fight good It song. Out. Good song. It is pretty good. I really hate to bring this up, okay. but I'm going to. Um, the one thing that I am the most nervous about is narration. <laughs> I, I almost brought it up earlier when we were talking about voices, but yeah. just to set the stage here, Joji Yanami, the only other voice besides Masako Nozawa that you can associate with virtually every single production of the series has not been involved lately. And it's very sad. So who's been doing the narrations then? There is no narration in Revival of F or Kaio. And for Kai, Heath, I think we're both just assuming that they recorded all that shit so long ago that it's been forever. Oh yeah, they recorded that years before. So, And usually when they, they do that, especially with Kai, we found out now that they basically had the entire series done yeah, for the international market. I mean, they probably had all the main voice actors come in at the very beginning and just, especially when you already have the footage done, yeah. and they just steamrolled right through it. So And narration, they probably kicked out everything at once. Yeah, that he's still in Kai, but he hasn't actually 
recorded anything for Kai in like five years. <laughs> so. I know they've been working that that thing for so long. Yeah. yeah, I as much as I can't imagine Goku not Nozawa, I can't imagine a Dragon Ball episode starting or ending without Joji Anami, and that's like <laughs> I'm really sad. I'm really sad yeah. that that could happen. Thanks, Heath. You're welcome. Blah, blah. Now you're living in my world because I've been sad for a couple days. Oh no! About it. That that is one of the first things that I not one of the first things, but it was on my radar pretty much on Tuesday. That oh, that's gonna suck. Well, that was um. I mean, since we're on this topic, I was thinking about it more broadly. I was thinking they're probably doing this while most of the cast is still alive. One last hurrah! Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I would agree with that. I wasn't thinking about the narrator. It's kind of a now or never. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, ride this high. We still got most everyone. We've lost significant people. I mean, we're going to have new Dragon Ball without Daisuke Gori at all, and that's also yeah. just the saddest fucking thing in the world. Let's. I'm gonna drink now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm already done with mine. I'm done with so mine. I need more. Maybe that's why. Maybe because we're done here. Now we're you need sad to put a mini fridge right next to your computer. <laughs> Glorious was for you, man. Oh. Oh. All right, let's bring it to a close with let's end it on a positive note because we have this major excitement, guys. We have a new Dragon Ball series. I know coming I, to us in I a couple feel like months. It's bizarre world. It is, and and this is something you know. Everyone's like, oh, it's great. It's a new weekly show. But even think about it from this perspective. Japan is now in the same boat. Just the fact that. No one, because there's no manga, no one knows what's coming the yeah, next episode. Right. I mean, no one except people at Toei and Shueisha. I mean, this is just so mind-boggling. Even in the U.S. and globally, so many countries have gotten Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z where it had been over for, or, yeah. you know, anywhere from five years to a decade. And you could go on the internet. You knew... What was going to happen? You knew the names of all the villains that were going to show up. Well, you, you uh, didn't necessarily that someone know was going to become names. Super Saiyan. This is a whole new level. I mean, yeah. no one, no fan anywhere has any idea what's going to happen, and that is just mind-blowingly amazing. One last uh, thought and visual I want to leave you with. Speaking of excitement, they've made no announcement yet. They have no idea. They will probably have to secure rights and all that stuff. Can you imagine the celebrations at Funimation headquarters when a new Dragon Ball series was announced? Oh, yeah. Let's ride that money <laughs> Here's train. Here's the money train for another <laughs> few years. Cha-ching. Oh, jeez. And then someone goes, wait, why did we pay for Kai? Yeah, I know. <sighs> Isn't the Boo Arc of Kai suddenly the most irrelevant thing on the planet? It's just... God. it It is so weird just the fact that you know revival of f just came out and already people are just like yeah, I know. yeah i'll see that when it comes out but dude there's a new series it's <laughs> like know. crazy this is you know what i almost weird. feel like it's too soon yeah almost like i don't get it from that respect it's like don't we want do we want to kind of like live off the freshness of revival of f for a few more months before delving into this when you really look how the schedule fell though it, it works for them it's kind of weird because they're like well god we got to replace toriko so let's do Kai, because we have that. But Toriyama has already sent us this script, so we got to start working on this movie. Oh, shit. Kai's going to end what really do we do quick. Next? We better switch to the international version instead of chopping it down. We'll let that run out. Yep. That'll end like... You know, a couple months after that buys us we two or three the movie, months. oh, what should we do? Oh, I guess let's just do a new series. Toriyama, you on board? Sweet, because you like doing this now. And it's like, boom. I mean, they just ran with it. So Strike while the iron's hot. Mind blown. I, I don't know. 
I don't know what to say anymore. We are excited. I am preemptively exhausted for all of us <laughs> for what it's going to take <sighs> to handle this. I'm... We, I, I don't even know. I've already started brainstorming and planning ahead. And okay, what, what can we get done now? Because nothing's going to get done for like years. I know we'll be doing weekly episode pages, and mm-hmm. and other people are going to have to help me this time because yes, I don't think we, I can keep up with we, Kai is one thing because there's hardly no credits or anything that changes, and we knew the story. The story's the same, but yeah. damn, this is unprecedented totally for you guys. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, with a movie, it's a singular thing, one set of information. This is week to week. Stupid. We're going to get toy. more interviews. We're going to be more. Oh, my God. It's going to be on Blu-ray. God. Yeah. Yeah. From the start. <laughs> start saving your bucks, boys. <laughs> this is so <laughs> No weird. more beer for y'all. Wait, what? Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. Where do you think you got to get that money from to buy all those Blu-rays, man? It's coming out of your beer budget. I, I don't understand. Well, Mike, I'm retiring. So. <laughs> He's out. All right, let's bring it to a close. It's uh, It's been a pleasure speaking with you all about a thing that we know pretty much nothing about. And managed to talk about it for that long. Yep. That is us. Uh, and if you liked any amount of this and you want to hear some of it repeated and with two different people other than me, you can go listen to myself, Chris and Scott. We done? We out. I, I guess. All right. Um, Mary, I mean, our brain's kind of mush, so I don't it know. It is. What do you want? from us Labrie. Heath, thank you, sir. Thank you. And um if anyone still cares about Revival of F, we'll <laughs> have like a summary thing oh, coming God, up. Oh, God, that and... shit's old. <laughs> My old. Shit's I know. old. Jake tweeted at me earlier. He's like, I think we're past the sell-by date. <laughs> oh, like, man. Well, if if I would have known that was coming out on Tuesday, I, I would have really busted my ass to get it done. But we just didn't have the time. This whole thing has been just a clusterfuck of nobody having free time. That's why I'm really looking forward to a weekly series. <laughs> and by looking forward to, you mean dreading Mary? Yes. Thank you, ma'am. Thank been you. It's a pleasure having you around for an episode here. Mm-hmm. I'm filled with thoughts and feelings. Now we're going to have to schedule first episode. We're all going to watch it. Yes. I expect Mary to be back. On a Google Hangout. unbiased opinions. Mm -hmm. Don't even talk to Mike about it. I won't. You guys guys will need to be in separate rooms. We don't actually ever talk. Yeah, I mean, it's like sign language and hostile body language. (laughs) It's accurate. I will cut you, Mike. (laughs) That's my resting bitch face. He just holds up knives. I get glares and knives all day long. That's about it. Not true. Um, and yet you still manage to come home every day. Because <laughs> I have a bigger knife. Don't, yeah. <laughs> don't worry. The cats will defend you. Yes. My legion of beasts. I've trained so well. You have a legion of beasts. I have a legion of beards. What gets me through my day? So we got Mary over there. We got Heath. My name has been Mike Vegeta. Your name has been Mike? My name has been. It is no longer. It is now dead. We're all going to just change our names and, <laughs> and move somewhere. <laughs> Uh, who else do we have? We have Jake. We have Julian. They will be having a lot of work to do in the near future. Yeah, pardon all the guys who aren't here. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's right. Just keep throwing shit at them. www.kanzenshuu.com. That is Konzenshu. That is the website that is in your ears right now. Check us out on all the social media places. Check out the website. All that jazz. We are done. Who gets last word but Mary? Wrap it up. You've been listening to Konzenshu the Pod. Podcast. Thanks for checking us out. See you next time. Whoa, oh, oh.
Normal, nice. Not going to cut the audience. I'm going to cut your I mean, face. You, told, you can just <laughs> offend them so much. God, you're all a sex of crap. <laughs> and stop. Oh my God. <laughs>